0: comes from within. It's something we each and every one of us has. What most people don't understand that, especially women don't understand this, that we are programmed and conditioned to give our power away constantly, wrapping it up in these social norms, wrapping it up in self-sacrificing, thinking that once we become a mother, for example, our life is now to live for our children and sacrifice our life for them. Absolutely not hey
1: hey fishy family i love you guys and i really appreciate and deeply love your support of this channel but i gotta ask do you love yourself that's what we're going to discuss today on this new year 2023 self-love episode but just before we do that i'm inviting you to invite others by rating this show on apple or spotify I'm hosting this show because after unraveling all of the medical lies I had been told about endometriosis, I educated myself and I was able to heal myself. Whether it's endometriosis or any other painful disorder labeled as chronic, we expose the lesser known solutions that can heal your mind, body, and spirit. I also created an ongoing art series about it titled Every Phase, powerfully illustrating how I healed myself living by the phases of the female cycle and fradian rhythm clock. This month, we're in the follicular phase and the featured piece is about how as you attend these self-help workshops and events in the new year, you will find you were the person you were always looking for. The artwork asks the question, what follicles are you forming? Follow the series and watch for its release. On the last Friday of this month, and be the first to see it by subscribing at my website, MeredithOchoa.com. And while you're on the site, be sure to pick up a signed copy of my book, Face Your Shit, Heal Yourself, capturing all of the art pieces from the first year of the series. Even though I was lied to for years by doctors promoting big pharma, I was able to find experts who helped me achieve the impossible. This space introduces them to you. Today, we are chatting with self-love expert, Jenna Banks. Jenna is a social impact entrepreneur, author of the best selling book I Love Me More, a public speaker, and host of The Jenna Banks Show, whose work has been featured in media outlets that include Forbes, Pop Sugar, ABC, NBC, and CEO World Magazine. Having survived unimaginable trauma in her childhood and young adulthood, she eventually thrived, both in her life and her career. She attributes most of her success to overcoming shame and a lack of self worth, to learning how to love and accept herself fully, flaws and all. She is now focused full time on what she considers her passion and purpose, helping women know their value and step into their full power and potential. I am overjoyed to have this self love conversation with you today. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you, Meredith?
1: I'm awesome. I am curious, though, before we dive in,
0: what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, (laughs) pretty much what I always have, which tends to be around 12 or 1 o'clock, a banana.
1: Nice. (laughs) Potassium.
0: Yeah, I don't tend to eat breakfast. I don't get hungry early for some reason,
1: which is a good thing. Do you ever do banana? Sometimes I used to wrap
0: cheese around it. Does anyone do that? Do you do that? <laughs> never, never heard of it. <laughs> That's awesome. One of a kind. Definitely. Yeah. yeah never heard th- of that at all.
1: I think it was Mr. Rogers or something. It's actually really good because it's like the sweet and salty kind of mixture.
0: Well, I do love peanut butter and banana. That's something I grew up on. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. Have you awesome. had
1: that? I have. Yeah. The sandwiches. Nice. You got to have peanut butter, banana sandwich. Totally. perfect. Maybe yeah. a little salt.
0: Okay. Uh, I eat salts on everything else. Haven't tried that, but hey, why not? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. All right. So for those who are perhaps struggling with self-love, we have Jenna Banks, who is a self-love expert, and she is full of all kinds of information about this subject, which I feel like is very mystified for a lot of people. What gave you a push in the direction to pursue this, pursue self-love, your current work, and inspire your book, I Love Me More, which by the way, is like the best title probably I've ever heard for something about self-love. I love it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense though, right? You have to love yourself more than anyone else. And I think that's where, Some people get it wrong. So the question was, you know, how did I get inspired to write the book? Well, there literally was one moment of inspiration, believe it or not. But there were a sequence of events that led to that moment making so much sense for me. So I had recently broken up with a boyfriend of mine that I was dating at the time. We weren't that far into it, maybe five months. But I was quite in love. I was pretty attached, Um, really wanted it to work but it was clearly not working for me i could tell i wasn't going to get what i needed from the relationship it wasn't meeting my needs or my relationship values that i didn't know at the time i do put that in the, i did put that in the book because i discovered later i wasn't aware of my relationship values and what i needed which doomed it to fail from the start But anyway, so I go to dinner with a friend of mine who knew how in love I was with him. I was pretty broken hearted. But mind you, I was the one who broke it off. And she couldn't understand that. She's I don't understand why you would break it off with somebody because I know how much you love him. You guys seem great together. And I said, because I love me more. It just naturally came out of my mouth. And she says, I don't understand what that means. And I go, what do you mean you don't understand what that means? So clear to me, I was like, if I'm not getting my needs met, if I'm not getting what I need out of this relationship, I have to love myself more than I love him and do what's best for me. And even if that means breaking my own heart, because that will be temporary, but this is clearly not meeting my needs. She could not understand it she really couldn't understand it. And so she asked me some more questions through the dinner and I just kept explaining as best as I could. And I didn't realize that it still hadn't clicked for her. I thought it did. I thought I made a very good point. But a few weeks later, she ends up calling me and she says, oh my God, I just got it. (laughs) And I go, what do you mean? She's well, You know, I was in this relationship with this guy and he hadn't been treating me well. Certainly hadn't been showing me that he valued me well. And so one day it clicked. He had just pulled some shenanigans on her, obviously showing him or her how much he did not value her as she needed to value herself. She realized I need to value myself. I need to love me more and get away from this. And I was like, exactly. She said, so that gave me the power and the knowledge to walk away. And yeah, yeah, it was really powerful for me to hear that. And then she went on to share it with her friends. And then she tells me, we talk about this and we call it, I love me more. And I'm like, wow, this is like a thing. This is amazing that her friends were getting some help from the information And that it was a concept they'd never heard before, and that they were getting so much out of it. So she asked me the next pivotal question, which is it would be really helpful to understand how you got to where you are today, to where you could put yourself first and choose to love you more. And I was like, well, of course, I wanted to help. And so I thought about it and then I started journaling about it. And for me, it, it just seemed like a simple concept. Then I realized, oh my God. It was years It was a lifetime of a journey to get to the point of choosing myself and putting myself first without question, like where it was like a default and it there was no question about it in my mind. And that's literally how I started to conceive the idea of writing the book, because I was already starting to journal about it. And I thought, oh, my goodness, if I can share through my own journey and my own stories, and, he'll, and because we, de- we do tend to learn best, well, some of us do anyway, learn best through other people's stories mm-hmm. because we can relate to those stories, then I thought, oh, maybe it can also click for others if I write this book. And so that's what started it.
1: Wow. What a great story. It's mm-hmm. literally like the proof right there of how impactful just that statement and really this whole concept is for people just yeah. right there yeah just yeah crazy so to elaborate on i know there's a lot of confusion around what self love really means you know mm-hmm. i love me more just like how she asked you what does that really mean and then that the distinction between self love and self care which <laughs> we'll get into and then there's even the, oh, I already love myself and I'm good. I don't need that kind of rhetoric. So could you kind of clear that up for us? The distinctions?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah a distinction between self-care and self-love? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, there is a big difference. Although they are absolutely related, you need them both. They act synergistically, really. But I like to think of self-care as well i like to see think of self-love as stopping what i call the drains of your power container so imagine you have this power container that rests in your soul and houses your energy your power and you're either draining your power or you're giving it away or you're charging yourself up and then you're harnessing it you're containing your power it's all yours And so I like to think of it like that because my saying is your love is your power. So you can give your power away to everyone else and wrap your self-worth up and other people's opinions and thoughts about you and trying to people, please. You can wrap yourself up in self-sacrificing and all the things that give your power away to really no good, to no end in the end. I mean, everyone benefits when you're powerful when you're fully energized because what happens is when you have a full power container you feel amazing you feel energized you feel like you can tackle anything that you set your mind to you're happy you're vibrant and you become more magnetic you attract more of the good things that you want in your life so self-love stops the drains of your power so, for example, boundaries, I talk about this in the book. Boundaries is a big one, especially mm-hmm. for those of us who <laughs> grew up with parents who might have been mentally abusive, physically abusive, narcissistic, anything like that, where we had to please them in order to gain their love. And where boundaries were not taught in the home where the boundaries weren't respected, where you weren't allowed to have your boundaries because they could be crossed by your parents or other adults or they didn't have boundaries and that wasn't shown to you, then we learn these bad habits related to boundaries. That's just one of them. But that drains our power. Self-love keeps that power your own and helps you learn to set boundaries because you want to retain your power. And self-care is what I call a charger. So it's Mm -hmm. more external, right? Think of self-love as internal and self-love as external. That's the external things that you can do to charge up. Like taking a bath i like to do that it really is just a Mm -hmm. nice right like a nice hot bath listening to some music with the candles lit maybe some bubbles in there reading a good book taking a walk out in nature listening to music if that's your thing and it really what self-care is personal to every individual so what is self-care to me might look very different to you i like reading spiritual books That really just charges me up. I get, I literally feel a charge from it. My soul feels on fire. Some people might be going to church. Others that might be, you know, getting together with your girlfriends. There are things that will charge you up and that is self-care. And it's really important that we practice both on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that distinction is made between the charger and kind of the thing that stops what drains you. It's almost like what you're describing is like a bank account, you know? It's like you're spending, you see those transactions on your statement and you're spending and there's money going out or there's deposits,
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. That's the whole power container concept is you're, you know, we charge up our cell phones at the end of every day because we see that little battery sign as oh crap low on power i better charge that up or i'm not going to have a phone to use the next day same thing we have to like tune into our power container and say how am i feeling am i feeling Mm -hmm. half full am i fully charged up am i totally drained that is your if you're totally drained that is your clue that you need to go and take care of yourself and that means not looking to anyone else to do it for you not looking to your partner saying, I'm going to blame you because you're not making me happy. No, you that's called self-care. You have to go take care of yourself. And only you know how to do that in the right way that's best for you. Nobody else can do that for you.
1: Absolutely. And so empowering too. what you were saying, especially about boundaries that create our sovereignty through loving ourselves, just really going within. And it's like, Just this untapped power source, exactly like you were saying, that's everything we're kind of asking for is really there, just untapped and in our own reservoir of self-love. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well said. definitely something I feel. And that's why I'm so glad to have you share with others because I've gotten so much out of your daily email reminders. Just really, Yeah. (laughs) which we're going to talk about, which they're so, yeah, they're so brilliant. It's the I Love Me More title plus the reminders. It's it's just so, it seems like so simple, but it's very deep. And it's that kind of practice that I feel like is very overlooked. And just like you said, it took me years to have that as your default. Like, I love me more. It's those little things that build up, that create that, like, Powerful re- reservoir. So tell us how both of these pieces, the I Love Me More book title, and then you have your daily email reminders, which are love notes to yourself. Your inbox will love them. Everyone should sign up. <laughs> how can they stop that addictively vicious cycle of the self sacrificing and the self martyrdom? Which really, which goes along people-pleasing too.
0: Yeah, it really does. Yeah, so thank you for mentioning the love notes to myself because, you know, I just, I love writing those. They're so cool. The book I wrote in 2020, which was such an intense journey of just jotting down all my stories and connecting the dots between certain self-love concepts so I can articulate it well for people to understand and to develop it in a format that, Makes sense. It's like a roadmap, essentially, like a guide to loving yourself more. there's a whole progression of things that get you to be open to receiving your own love and to understanding what sabotages our self love. But the love notes to myself are written. I write them every week as a follow up to that because, like I said, it takes years to get there. And if you only read the book once and you put it down, you know, you might forget about many of the concepts. And so the idea is to help you get there faster. So it's like those gentle little reminders like, oh, yeah, I need to remember this. Or, oh, yeah, my self-worth isn't tied up in things outside of me. And, oh, yeah, I don't need to please others. You know, that's like I need to focus on making sure I'm pleasing myself. That'll keep me grounded in self-love. And, you know, in the book, I want to say something real quick here because someone might be thinking right now, oh, my God, that sounds selfish. (laughs) That is one of the biggest hindrances to self-love out there for women especially because we have been programmed and conditioned to think that it's selfish and because of that instant conditioning whether we learn it from our mothers or grandparents whomever around us we don't we run away from it we don't want to even think about it because we shut it off at the pass because the thought of putting ourselves first sounds absolutely selfish And so understanding that it's not selfish, in fact, everyone around you benefits when you have a full power container. Because when you are full of your own love, you literally have so much more to give. What happens is when we don't give enough to ourselves, we deplete our power containers, we're running on empty, we get crabby, we get resentful, we rely on others too much for our happiness it's not selfish. So I just wanted to put that out there because it makes a big difference just understanding that once you can get over that hurdle, then you can be more open to receiving the concepts around it. But yeah, the love notes to myself are just those really gentle bite-sized reminders that you get in your inbox every Monday through Friday. So five days a week. And they are just loving little reminders written in the sweet idea of a love note, you know, like It would be like, Meredith, my love, or my dear Meredith, you know, and it's really nice. It actually opens up our brain to receiving the information more. We get a little hit of dopamine. We see something that has our name written in this loving kind of a love note manner. And so we get that little hit of dopamine every time we check social media, watch TV. And I'm doing this research on neuroplasticity right now. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, that's why that works or why that's why that's addictive well this is a good addiction because you should Mm -hmm. be addicted to saying thinking nice thoughts about yourself because the opposite is what most of us tend to do which is think negative thoughts about ourselves we think i'm not worthy i'm not good enough my these people aren't going to like me because of xyz or we're all, you know, that's that people pleasing side as well. So wrapping ourselves worth up and pleasing others, we are worthy on our own, you know, and so we need that reminder as well. So it's just really nice to feel, feel nice things about ourselves instead of thinking negative thoughts like I should have done better or you suck or just think about all the times we talk negatively about ourselves. This is to create a better, more positive self-talk addiction. That's a good addiction.
1: Absolutely. And it especially among the environment, and the world we live in today with really, at least in my opinion, celebrating self-sacrifice and yeah. self-martyrdom. And, you know, I've said, you know, they'll build you a statue if you suffer enough. It's, it's like, like that's how it is celebrated. So just those little things, it's, they're not little. They may seem little, but it's mm. like they pack such a punch when you have that consistent, like you said, dopamine hit and the just, you know, being able to receive something nice about yourself and accept that about yourself. It's like
0: a whole new mirror. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the idea behind Love Notes to Myself and follow up to the book. So I only just launched it a couple months ago, but the feedback's been amazing. And I'm telling you, in this case, it truly is just as good to give as it is to receive. I love writing this, It just Mm -hmm. makes my heart really warm. So, and it's nice to know that they're impacting someone's day in a positive way. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So holistic too, that way, Mm -hmm. being and receiving. So, yeah. Let's talk about the relationship between self-love and power. First of all, what is power? And then what does it mean to take your power back?
0: You know, I was writing about this week, actually, for my Instagram page. This really is my key focus is self-love and power. And, you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier, the power container concept really gives a good visual around your power, because I don't believe, in fact, I know most women don't think about power in a positive way, typically, when they think about of it for themselves. There's a Harvard Business School study that they did recently that showed that most women don't want power. They don't want to claim the word I'm powerful because we tend to see it as a negative trait. We see it as a masculine trait. We see it as having power over other people and women don't tend to want that. So we go, "No, I don't want power. I really think we need to shift that on its head. Like totally shift the perspective on power for women because you're right, we don't, that's a different kind of power it is a masculine type of power that doesn't resonate with our souls. But the idea of power in the fact that we are powerful people, we have power, we have energy, and we either give it away or we can harness it and use it to our own benefit and to the benefit of our own world, the world that we're trying to make an impact on, whether it's our family, our community, or the greater world at large, which is what I have the energy to do now and what I'm focusing on because I am focused on my power and retaining it rather than giving it away to this and worrying about what someone thinks of me and and doing the shoulds, right? What someone else thinks I should be doing. If my grandmother had her way, I would be working a nine to five with a study 401k, you know, and benefits and that would make her happy. And believe you me, she wielded a lot of power in our family and could have had that impact on me because I know she had an impact on many others. So if I let her have my power for whatever reason, familial connection, money, or whatever the reason may be that someone gives their power to an elder family member or anyone, that would absolutely change the trajectory of my life and it wouldn't allow me to be living in my purpose and passion. So power is something you have. You don't get it from outside sources, that's not real power. You can, but it, as Deepak Chopra says, that power only lasts as long as those sources of power last. So if you have right. a title, a certain job, money, if anything takes those things away from you, you've lost your power. And that's not real power. True power comes from within. It's something we each and every one of us has. What most people don't understand that, especially women, don't understand this, that we are programmed and conditioned to give our power away constantly, wrapping it up in these social norms, wrapping it up, for example, in self-sacrificing, thinking that once we become a mother, for example, our life is now to live for our children and sacrifice our life for them. Absolutely not. Because when we do that, we're just setting them up so not to love themselves either, you know, we have yeah. to be the role models of what self-love looks like and see mommy taking care of herself, pursuing her passions, being happy, being fulfilled, having energy, showing them what that looks like when you have a full power container and you're, you're happy, right? And that comes from not letting yourself be too drained here and there, charging up with self-care and all of that. So that's your power, though. My point is that it's yours. You, you can harness it, but you got to pay attention to where you're giving your power away, where it's leaking everywhere, and how you're not plugging in your cell phone at the end of each day. It doesn't have to be the end; could be the beginning, could be the middle. You Got to plug that cell phone in every day and charge up with self care, meaning take care of yourself, pamper yourself, go get that massage if you need that massage. Do it even if you don't need it. Just make sure you're taking you time and charging up. You know, such an important message
1: for the world today and everyone feeling disempowered or having this idea that it comes from the outside, which has so many people on that vampiric, you know, outside of myself. And you're right. That is those sources only last as long as that person, place or thing or job is active. So it's totally out of your control. That's right. We have this self-love that is totally within our control.
0: And that breeds insecurity. So Mm. if you, the control and all of that is because you're insecure, you don't want that source of power to go away. And so it puts you in this fearful state of being, which is not beneficial to you at all. So better to kind of Mm -hmm. change your thinking and get into how can I just power myself up from within? How can I harness my own power? Because you've got a lot, each and every one of us. Has a ton of power. You just got to realize it and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and also takes a lot of energy to focus on having power over somebody else and getting power from others. You're actually still draining your power that way. So, oh, yeah,
1: totally. Did a mega bone shout that from the rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note of power, in my experience, I feel like self love has been that missing aspect in the law of attraction and manifestation. Which is how a lot of people now equate what is powerful and who is powerful. People that can manifest what they want in their lives. Yeah. So what would you say is that connection between self-love and being able to
0: manifest? All phones back to that power container, baby. I'll tell you, because when you have a full power container, you are magnetic. And that's what law of attraction is, magnetizing those things to you. You know, Rhonda Burns and all what was it? Uh, who does law of attraction? The secret. Mm-hmm. And the burns. Yeah. Yep. All those law of attraction teachers teach that you need to be in a positive state, right? You got to get yourself out of a low vibration, get yourself into a higher vibration because you're attracting the energy that you're putting out. How do you get yourself to a higher vibration? Make sure that you are charging up your power container because when you're doing things that light you up, that make you happy, taking care of yourself, signing up for an online course. Going to get new headshots for LinkedIn. Making sure your wardrobe makes you feel confident and happy about yourself. Making sure that you are charged up so that you then feel good. And when you feel good, and I'm not just talking about like feeling good because you got plastic surgery and now you think you look good to the outside world. It's not that. It's about you feeling good from the inside, doing the things that make you happy. Pleasing yourself first. Putting yourself First, when you do that, you have a higher vibration and then you start attracting the things that you want. Like it's, you become like a magnet. So if you think of this power container, fully charged up with your energy, it is sending high vibes out all over the place. And you know, people start saying hi to you out of nowhere. They just smile. They give you a different reflection. The world reflects back to you a different face than you're used to seeing. If you're not charging yourself up on a regular basis, for example, me, I took very well note as I went through this journey through my life of those times when I'd be out in the world, let's say shopping at a grocery store, interacting with co- co- you know people on, a, on the daily. I would see the reaction to me as either negative or positive because that's what you're putting out. Your mirror is you go out in the world and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, you get those smiles because you're exuding positive energy. It affects everyone and everything around you. So by focusing on what Deepak Chopra calls self-referral, refer to yourself instead of referring to the external world, that you know helps you retain your power, charges up your power container, and you become that magnetic person that attracts what you want. So absolutely, self-love is definitely related to law of attraction.
1: Yeah, I saw the secret. And uh, years ago, and when I learned years later about boundaries, self love, I was like, "This is that missing part that isn't in that documentary and isn't talked about nearly enough because it's it's the foundation. You have nothing else, at least from my experience in my healing journey with endo." There is nothing else until you're there for yourself and you have your own back. Who yeah. else? there's nothing else. Like you're just going to be on that vicious cycle again. What would yeah. you say to someone who was kind of in a space like that, in a space where they're just maybe coming around to this idea and not really understanding how to love themselves and feeling completely disempowered right. by either an illness or their financial space in the world what would you say to them to to help them conceptualize this and start loving themselves
0: yeah i mean i've been there i've been there and the times that i just started following my heart and doing what was best for me is when i started getting on a right track you know i would say take a look and see are you living any part of your life for the shoulds like shoulds, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should have been here by now. You know, so and so is so much further than me. I should have been, I should have had kids, or I, you know, now it's too late for me. I should have been married. No, you know, I'd say take a look at that and see if you're living your life based on shoulds. That's a big one because so many of us live that way and it causes so much unhappiness and we're not in alignment with who we really are and what we. Really want for our lives. And unfortunately, there's a you're not alone. A uh, ton of people operate from these shoulds, and that has always led me wrong. So when I just threw away my shoulds and followed my heart, even if it was majorly risky, I always knew that I could count on myself. And I think that's the key is knowing that you got your back, like you said earlier, knowing that no matter what. You got your back and that means you've got to trust yourself. You've got to trust your intuition, trust your instincts, trust the call that's pulling you in a certain direction. Take some risks and believe in yourself. Sometimes that might mean, you know, taking that $30,000, whatever degree and going backwards for a minute, but that's what you really want to do. You know, your future self will thank you for going through the hard work and the effort to believe in yourself and push yourself to do what you want to do. I think a lot of us have been taught and or have learned to not trust ourselves and that is a surefire way to living a pretty dull life because if you can't trust yourself then you're find yourself looking for fulfillment in all kinds of external sources and yeah. really ultimately it comes down to our relationship with ourselves is number 1 key number 1 if you can get that working and how would you start well i'd say Start by getting to know yourself. And I'm not talking, sitting in your head and thinking because thinking (laughs) is a, you know, I get caught in that trap sometime and that's a terrible loop to get stuck in. Your mind, you know what? I've learned that what our thoughts aren't always our own. It just runs its own thing. And then we create identities out of this crazy thought patterns that go in our mind when it's not actually who we are. We are not our thoughts, y'all. We are not our thoughts. So you got to get to who you are. And so one of the ways I found you can do that is journaling. Yeah. It's a very good practice. So read up on the best ways to journal. But honestly, the way I started was just writing whatever comes to mind, whatever I felt like writing about. Not like you're writing a book to yourself or that you're writing for someone else to read, but just write about whatever's on your mind. You'll find that you'll connect to some of those deeper thoughts. And it will force you to keep one train of thought going and go into that a little deeper because you're writing and you're focusing on that. So journaling is huge. It's addictive in a good way. Agreed. Yeah. And you know what, by the way, also a lot of religions and um, our spiritual texts. I'm reading a book right now about Mary Magdalene, the lost text of Mary Magdalene. She was a close disciple of apostle of Jesus. Unfortunately, her words did not get put in the Bible, but she talks about that. You know, it's really important. Like you yourself, the, there's no power. She actually says this in her text there's no power. Power is within you. She says, if I could put a candle in my heart and create that my heart as my sanctuary, my temple, I, that's what I would go back and do because that's everything. It's not out here, y'all. It's inside everything you need is inside of you, not outside of you, not outside of you in some whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. It's all inside. So that's the key. Got to get inside.
1: Amen. What is your vision for the new normal in the
0: world and in your industry? New normal is everybody being in their power not just women I focus on women because we need a lot of help in this area because of some very deep seated programming and conditioning that goes along with our gender roles but I, there are plenty of men who could use this message as well too so my vision would be everybody owning their power and not giving it away to political parties don't hate me for saying that but anyone listening right now if you're giving away your love and attention to a political party that is your power it's your power that you give to them and then you get all caught up in the drama of it and then your you know power goes to then the next the other party who then can pull your heartstrings the other way but that's your attention your energy your power which could be diverted any way you want Any way you want, including to overturn governments, overturn, you know, like we can put our energy to anything we want, but you just got to be careful of where you direct that. And so my idea would be, or my vision for the world would be that everybody owns their power. Nobody can control it. And you stay rooted in who you are, because when you are, you're happier and more peaceful. And that has a ripple effect. It's not that many people that need to get there. If we can tip the scale and get enough of us there, it actually raises consciousness and Mm -hmm. takes the whole planet with them. Imagine if we can focus on our individual selves being peaceful and happy and contented and fulfilled and powerful. We can tip the scale and drag the whole rest of the world along with us. That's the world I want to live in.
1: And I want to live in that world As well, especially what you were saying about the gender roles with women, that could be an entire other show, entire other episode that we just have that as the subject because there is there's centuries of programming there. So I love what you said about just understanding that and not beating yourself up because we're born into it. You know, it's not no one just pops out hating
0: themselves, (laughs) (laughs) you
1: know, we don't pop out this way. It's learned. And then you can have the beautiful and nourishing revelatory journey like we're discussing now of finding yourself and really seeing yourself for who you are again, which is why I appreciate the work that you do so much bringing people back. Yeah. To themselves.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. We can't have enough people doing this kind of work. I'm just doing my small part, you know, with my voice. And that's the thing. We all have our own unique perspective on the world, our unique way of communicating, our unique sets of stories and experiences. And so we may, you know, I've had plenty of positive reviews of my book and I've had a few negative ones because, hey, my story didn't resonate with them and they look at the world very differently. That's okay. Love you too. You know, like, we just have to know that not everyone's words are going to affect everyone the same way. And so you just got to gravitate to who's saying it the way that really resonates with you.
1: And I mean, sometimes even when we piss people off, it's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. It, yeah. <laughs> challenges your truth and what you really believe. So, yeah. 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 I don't know if you're ready, but I am. It's time for our finale. Biohacking with art question.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Give it to me. <laughs>
1: All right. So, if you had to create a self love art piece with any art medium, how would you make it and
0: what would you choose? Okay. So, that I, you're asking the right person with me because I love art. I'm kind of obsessed with it. I collect, I go to, I was just at Art Basel in Miami. So, I pay attention to the various mediums and what's resonating with me big time right now is neon signs.
1: Oh yeah. There's Mm -hmm. a lot
0: of cool art being done with neon and using it in multimedia kinds of ways. I've seen some really cool stuff. So what I would love to see is, or what I would buy is a neon piece of art that would have a phrase, a self-love phrase That would just really resonate with my soul and I could see it every day. So one phrase that comes to mind is, to thine own self be true. Awesome. Yeah. So just saying that in this cool artistic style with some neon, I would die for that. Yeah, that
1: would be really cool. Would it have lighting effects or would it just be lit up all the time? It'd be
0: lit up all the time. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, with maybe some painting behind it of some kind of, I I don't know, something textural maybe or who knows. But uh, yeah, I would love that. I'm definitely on the hunt for some good neon, so. uh.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Jeremy Brown. I don't know if you know my friend Jeremy Brown. He does work with neon and creator of Love is Art. So Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I think I know. I think I've seen his work. Yeah. yeah, he's local here in Atlanta, right? He is, atl Yeah. Like a... <laughs> that is art. Okay, you're reminding me. I need to go check him out. He's specifically working with Neon, right?
1: He is, yeah. An abstract, mixed media, resin. Really cool.
0: I think I've seen some of his work, actually. Cat Eye Creative Studio. Yeah, Probably. gallery. I think so. Probably. <laughs> awesome. Cool that you know that.
1: Oh, yeah, Jeremy's awesome. So cool. So that's such a great answer and would be such an amazing piece. So thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that with us. Absolutely, and yeah, and thank you so much for just sharing and so vulnerably and just being so real here with us today. Tell us where we can purchase your book and find you,
0: connect with you on the Internet, Where can we learn more? The easiest way is to visit my website, jenna-banks.com. And there you'll find links to my book. You can find the sign up for Love Notes to myself. And as well as see all the other stuff I'm up to, I've got a show called The Jenna Banks Show. It is now airing on TV. So check your Roku, Apple TV, Google Play, Amazon Fire. It is under my own channel called Powerful Women Plus. Now you all know where the powerful comes from, but it's actually spelled powerful being F-U-L-L. So power F-U-L, women plus is the channel and then the Jenna Banks shows on there. But again, if you just go to my website, you'll see links to everything and all the things that I'm up to and can sign up for my newsletter and all that good stuff.
1: Awesome. And we will have all of this, all the links to the resources in the show notes as well. So no worries. But yeah, like I said, it's just been always so refreshing talking with you and we'll definitely have to have you on again to talk about all the deprogramming from the feminine world that we're doing from these just centuries of lies. <laughs>
0: essentially. Yeah. yeah, that is, you know what? That would make a really good show, Meredith. I love it. Let's do it.
1: Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you you and I want to thank everyone else watching for having the bravery to face your shit and heal yourself. We will see you all next time. Thank you so very much for listening to this episode of Face Your Shit, Heal Yourself. If you liked the episode or you think it would be useful for someone else, please leave a review on podchaser.com as well as YouTube. And remember, as always, the truth will set you free.